Hello, how are you, and how's it going? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. I was going to say, like, Guten Morgen or something. Yeah. That, that German accent, but, uh, but I realize I don't <laughs> say that, like, hello in English in my in my intro. No, yeah, you never, you don't. Yeah, I do it enough for everybody. I do it for... Und ich bin <laughs> oh, that would have been... I would have freaked out. I think yeah. it would have fallen over. That's all I got. <laughs> why, are, why are you talking in Deutsch, a.k.a. German? Oh, because we're doing the cabinet of Dr. Caligari today. Whoa. That's another... That's that's uh, that's an important movie. It's another old one. So he- <laughs> Hexon was Hexen. important only in, oh, like... Horror world, right? Yeah, like more in, or less. In the, it the had a niche of the for its genre. Yeah. That one is is an important Correct. movie. But Doctor, the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari is like movie, movie important. It's like actually important. Cinema it's shoot important. important. Yeah, yeah. We have we have the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari and Nosferatu and like M, I guess. And that's <laughs> I. So the what Jorge is talking about is a which is very funny when you mentioned those three films is. Uh, the film, I guess, arm of German expressionism, which took place, oh which really blossomed. <laughs> At least Nos- Nosferatu, and honestly, this for sure. This one ev- definitely. Everything else like borrows elements from it. It's not like mm-hmm. explicitly like this one is. Most of them are like, yeah, we like we had fun lighting, or we put something askew, we and when you know what I mean, like we had Nosferatu's cool shadow on the wall. And you're like, yeah, German expressionism. And they're like, dude, it's a shadow. They love shadow. <laughs> they're big. It's what M is the easiest example of what they brought over to make film noir. Yes. Like a lot of German expressionist stuff is yeah. all over. But it's still a serial killer. So I'm counting it. It's a serial M? Killer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a, a child murderer. <laughs> I totally allowed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that one belongs to us. We'll have to do it eventually. <laughs> At some point. Not but now. Cause no, I'm I'm done with these. We're old movies. we're olded out, yeah. yeah. Uh speaking of which, how would you rate the cabinet of Dr. Caligari? Ooh. Um I was talking about this with Devin earlier, and I was like, I think I'm I'm gonna bake in some cultural significance. Even though I, like I watched it, I watched it last night, and I rewatched it in between mm-hmm. the like today. And there were things where I was like, "Ugh, that is still annoying." I'd probably give this a Mister Cool. Um, again, cultural impact is Ghost Skull. How do you more just, it's multiple a, sets of Ghost Skull aliens on top of each other? That's the thing is like the you cultural I mean? importance is not officially recognized exactly. within our rating system. Exactly. You get like, like. Like we do give you, props, you can but bump, not, but it's not enough. We don't to, have to give them to you, you know. Ex- so it's like, they are pure bonus on our. They're discretionary points. Yeah, yeah, they're discretionary so like, points. Yeah, I'm probably also sitting at a mystical, and it is definitely yeah. like because you know of its place in history. But it's partially. I am highly impressed by some of the stuff that it did and used. For 1920, which is when this exactly like there are certain aspects. This is literally this is one of the most post World War One movies mm-hmm. ever, because mostly because both of its writers and creators were disillusioned pacifists from World War One. One of which was a former, like he served as an officer in the military and mm. was disillusioned by the military, and the other guy feigned madness to get out. Cool and got interrogated by military doctors and psychiatrists so was distrustful of authority in that space and they went what if we just make a movie about how much we fucking hate it's yeah it's general messaging too i was also was was a smiley was a yeah cool for me there's some effective stuff it and despite but like despite it being 75 minutes Mm -hmm. there are times where Again, it's partially because the art form is being born at that point or, you know, really being yeah. like brought in. There's some real fucking drag. Like, there's some times where you're just like, oh, like, don't watch. If you're tired, don't watch no, this yeah. movie. Oh, you yeah. will you will drop movie. in 10 minutes. Yeah. Though I will say I've been more bored by 70s movies at times. Yeah. Like, so yeah, yeah. When they're purposely doing like longer shots, you know, like <laughs> this one at least, like it's just because it's like I, we don't know what to they do. They couldn't do anything else. 
We literally don't know what they, to do. Movies are new. <laughs> they were sitting there going, we're still trying to figure out how to edit this thing together. Leave us alone. You know what's so <laughs> weird? At some point, people had to be told what a movie was. Like someone would have used the word movie and somebody would have been what? like, I don't know what that means. <sighs> Is that weird? It's That's like kind of, I like that. That's cool. You're like, it's, how do you describe movie to someone who's never underst- like heard of the concept of one? Because I, I'm, I'm, I would just immediately want to go to like, you, you do photographs very quickly at someone so that it looks like it's moving. But like. Which is true. Yeah. Even to be fair. Like a little like, bit more of a, like a scientific. Yeah. You're getting granular it. into. Yeah. Instead of saying. Yeah. Just like a recording. But we wouldn't have that word. Right. Re- you would from record, audio. Like a, you would say a visual recording. And a, I think people would like shit themselves. <laughs> like a, like a yeah, photograph. It's a visual no, it's a record. Of, yeah. Of the like a photograph. Oh. It's like no like. Like a moving but photograph. You, That's what you would say. A moving photograph. A moving photograph. Moving, oh. like, moving pictures. That's what it is. Motion, pi- motion pictures. Movie. Motion picture. It came all the way picture, back around. Movie. Yeah. I guess. I, we re- we're. we're <laughs> sorry. We're like libertarians <laughs> who think they don't need government. And then when somebody <laughs> asks them about anything, they accidentally reinvent government. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of this. <laughs> what a. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, is movie slang or is that? I don't know. It's got to be a motion like picture. It, it, yeah, motion picture for sure is like the thing. Well, because that's the MPAA. Yeah, motion the picture association, association of America. America. Yeah. Um. So movie, yeah, is like a. I'm guessing is like a. Shortened... Where does the V come from? Mo- no, where the E, the E I E come from? Mo- movie. No, um, just the E. <laughs> just the E. Mo- just the M-O-V-I E. M O V I is all in moving. Maybe it's the E at the end of picture. Maybe they smushed all of picture into just an E. I feel like it's slang, and they just went from moving picture yeah. to like, it's like a, mo- like well, a movie. Well, because they also talk you know, about, like movie, they, they also, when they when in the industry, when sound started coming in, they called them talkies. Talkies. Like, yeah. I imagine it was a similar, like, they that the progenitor yeah. of that was movie. By they, couldn't, they couldn't call them C's, because it didn't make sense. <laughs> so like, C's? They just they did that same kind of attitude yeah, oh, towards when they initially couldn't say C watchies yeah, yeah they'd be unhinged watchies watchies was better yeah but I know both more, of them are unhinged it made yeah. more sense to do to apply that to motion picture exactly and they came up with movies I'm I'm now a hundred percent certain of this fact and that movies is slaying I was gonna look it up but I'm become, never mind I'll do it later. I'll, Next episode, later. you'll hear us talk about how stupid we yeah. are. Speaking of which, uh, Captain of Dr. Caligari, yes. being 1920, is in public domain. So you can watch it in most places, but we're pushing yeah. Canopy and, and Hoopla. Hoopla being the two library services that you can watch it on. Yes. And that is because that writer's strike is still going mm-hmm. on. And it is mostly Let's about TV go. shows, I'm pretty sure. But... Um, it's about the point multiple is parts of it, yeah. Cancel your services. I don't even think anyone's like telling people to do that. No. It's, it's really about. It, 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 I was going to say, that's not really what it's about <laughs> because it, it's weird because it's, I think that's why we're doing what we're doing because we still want people to go see and appreciate works of writers and direct, you know, people yeah. in the industry without giving money to the executives, even though, this is the whole thing. Part of your money goes to the writers when you have your subscription oh. because you spent. No, no. But the point being, they don't get enough of it right now. Yeah. They are getting shafted big style on mm. my subscription to Max or Netflix or whatever. Their goal is to go, hey, we want a bigger piece of that pie. So maybe if stuff dips, they go, oh, we should probably try to give leverage to the like workers everybody- so that the bosses. If everybody come canceled to the table. their services, then for sure. they would be like, all right, well, now we get we can have less or none. So <gasps> we'll take less and give it give the, the writers their damn money. Um, yeah, I love exactly. doing like protests and stuff. But yes. It's just, just goes to show you don't got to you don't got to just be on board with what everybody else is telling you to do. Sometimes you can do stuff that nobody else is doing. Other times you should. There you go. You got you to think critically about what you're up to. You know, like when they post exactly. all those black boxes on social media and it's like nobody asked for this. Nobody. And it how, is not who thought of this? Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> How Reddit? did this germ of an idea get pushed as a thing to do? Yeah. Reddit just did two days of protests. Blackout. Yeah. Yeah, because they uh, they're they're raising the cost of their API so much that third-party developers can't are not be able that's to what build it was. off of them anymore. That's what it was. Because I was like, uh, it's something with third-party apps so like yeah. they're trying to squeeze so them sub, out. A bunch of subreddits just went private so you couldn't see stuff and I was just happily trying to look. I like use Reddit oh. to answer questions <laughs> and it just kept... Google kept being like, nope. I've been off of... Okay, that was... I I got rid of the app and I couldn't remember why. But yeah, it was a coordinated fucking um, thing, which was great. Yeah. Which is always good. I can, guess I didn't. I just wanted to know where to park my motorcycle. That's li- okay. That's fair. I understand. I never because I hey, never like this active is the whole, on there. That's the whole point of protest. <laughs> hey, it's for just, you to go. Hey, wait a minute. I, this yeah, is would, inconveniencing me. Know, Why? Like I wouldn't have known about it otherwise. I was like looking up if it was like Bork. You know? It's yeah. Oh, is Reddit down? Yeah. <laughs> Not voluntarily. Yes. Or so voluntarily. Hoopla rather. and Canopy for The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Thank you, yes. Yeah, I'm also out of Mr. Cool. There's no warnings. The movie from 1920. No, there's no. I yeah. mean. Madness. De- it, de- yeah, if you don't like. Depictions of madness. And asylums. Like, if you. That. The insane asylum. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I bet that's I, how they talk. There was the scene. There's the scene where he's chasing the guy and he goes to the thing. And I I literally had a moment where I'm like, did my brain move all of these letters around to make an English set of words when it's all in German? I, was, I thought it just said insane I asylum deeply about on that. the on the little poster for it, and then they close up and I'm like, that's a German word. I'm just not <laughs> But I just read it in Wait, my brain as insane. Was it in German? I believe so. It looked like it was in English. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know, and I can't. Pull I was not. very happily reading all of the, yes. the the little cards, and then using the subtitles to confirm or like fill in oh, blanks. Oh, that's cool! <laughs> I was over here having a German yeah. learning adventure. That's so sick. Uh, but yes, yeah. The, uh, no the, warning. Yeah, no real warning. Yeah, you're fine. The vibe. It's from 1920, and it's it's like the it's considered the epitome of German expressionism. Like, yeah, the, it's the thing people will point to when they say German expressionism. <laughs> So literally, we don't have to say anything else. Just look up what German expression is. Uh, yeah, cowards. Um, I like the different film tints. Like I like that yeah. certain. They were, like I thought that was a nice. They use a like a like a yellow goldeny one for daytime, like a blue light one for mm-hmm. for nighttime, and then a pink one for a couple scenes in the love interest <laughs> yes. room. That's for true. That's interesting. Uh, should you watch the movie first? Doesn't. It doesn't really. Doesn't I mean, matter. like, because we're this is more like academic at this point. You I know? can't like stress enough that movie. this movie is from 1920. It is. I'm so. I'm so certain it's in the public domain, even though it might not be. Might not be. But it's. I, I it's, it's, say, it's over a hundred years old now. I didn't know what was you know going mean? to happen, and that was like my only thing to be entertained by. You know, so like. If you want to, yeah. If you want to make the movie a little bit easier to watch, don't like, like at least give yourself that. But it's it also only like an hour. It's not going to be like a banger, regardless. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Caligari. Like this is this movie has become academic. You that's know? Like, the, that is the thing. It, that is the true. That's the honesty of it. Is yep. It is. It's so far back now to like. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be fine. It would be fine. Yeah. Anyway. So, let's... Is there anything else? Yeah. We let's don't, just hop you, in there. Did you have any mentions? Mm, nope. Okay. I listened to Apt Pupil, the the short story by Stephen King. Apt Pupil? It's about a, a California teenager raisin. who finds... <laughs> California raisin who <laughs> finds a secret Nazi living in his neighborhood. Oh. Yeah. It's something. That's... <laughs> it's sure a thing. It's good. It was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love movies about teens finding out, like kids finding yeah. out that someone in their neighborhood is a baddie. Of any you, do you like it's, Disturbia? It's usually serial killer. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more of summer of nineteen summer of eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. yeah. God, jeez. Um, there's also, oh. I, I believe, an episode of the of Tales from the Crypt that's very similar to really. It's okay. But yeah, like that kind of shit. That storyline is not uncommon. That's a super easy and effective, like... Yeah, it works. It's just good, exactly. Um, Yeah, no, that was my only mention. We can absolutely, uh, on our weird angular bed with our awesomely... (laughs) 
diagonal style window (laughs) doing a sensual thumb circle we're back to it to open the spoiler configuration yeah might as well start with the sets because those they were beautiful that was awesome it's incredible it looks so good it's most uh there's multiple backdrops that are just matte paintings like or paintings on canvas of that regard to evoke that sort of thing but um this is where you see the style Mm-hmm. really come through of what expressionism kind of is uh to be clear like it's i mean i was just thinking about how much of a boner tim burton probably had watching this movie for the first time his pants ripped in the front because yeah. that thing flew out of him yeah because it's that kind of like asymmetrical very jaggedy like jaggeds are weirdly idea. proportioned sizes of everything yeah highly angular th- yeah Angular's like good, doors too. and stuff will be like completely <laughs> like door phrase will be fucked up it'll be great yeah and that's that's persistent throughout and it does give it like a like a more bizarre quality to the whole thing and everybody's makeup yes. is really dramatic they have like very like dark rings around their eyes yeah and... which was typical for the time like that one makes sense for well i want to i, I want to mm. highlight that for a reason that i'll mention later okay okay uh, the storyline yeah. goes that there's there's two we have, we have like the the main character whose name Francis? is Francis Francis uh, uh, and he is he's Franz. setting up the framing device in which he's talking to an old man yes which is normal style yeah what it's not like it's it's shot pretty normal yeah it yeah looks that's normal. what I was that's, <laughs> we're not in angular world Correct. yet yeah. So you just well, you don't see much. They're just outside Correct. of the park yeah, bench. Correct. Yeah, you get like know? one thing, exactly. but it is like a real park bench. Uh, and he's he's setting up this story about saying there's like spirits everywhere, and this shit happened to him back in the day. And then he sees his love walking around weirdly, and she's he's like she walks around all weird because of this shit that happened. And then he tells the whole movie. And they go, yeah, <laughs> flashback. And it's uh, it's him and his friend Alan showing up in this Alan. this little town. And Hold, what is the do we what's I feel like they said it but I don't remember they say it a bunch of times and I fucking completely forgot uh, and they're just kind of hanging out around Holstenwall that's what it is Holstenwall Holstenwall uh, <laughs> and Sorry. Dr. Caligari shows up and he's like he's got a top hat and he looks like a little villain he looks like the penguin but <laughs> he looks like a little villain is perfect yeah uh, and he does little villain faces all the time, and he goes. Yeah, to, like, the he's city. a big expression. Like his yeah. acting is very, very hello German I'm... expressionists. Expression. We're just gonna say German expression. German so fucking much. Uh, German express. Very German expression. Yeah. Well, it, I, there's no way to combine those words because expression already means something. But, Fuck. You know, yeah. Like, yes. Expressionist expressions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to the city commissioner's office. What's his name? City clerk? The clerk, yeah. And he's like, check it out. I got this uh, exhibit. This exhibit. But when he goes to see the city clerk, the city clerk sitting up real high. Remember when Wonka This is, Wonka yeah. This is a good example of inside, not just like um, set design or like backgrounds or anything. This is like props and staging of them helps enhance this thing because it's this fucking stool is cranked all the way up by 10 and he's literally almost like folded sandwich style down to get to to like right on his very tall desk yeah it's like a very it's a very weird looking stool and like he's sitting up very high towering above everybody else who's trying to talk to him and he tells dr caligari to wait and he's like rude to him And Dr. Caligari is clearly very mad, which brings us to this whole, like, widely accepted idea of, like, what the point of this movie is, like, what okay. the metaphor is, which is just that it's, like, uh, their, their depictions of authoritarianism uh, and saying that, like, government stands above people mm-hmm. and, like, pushes them down and, like, you know, is rude and bad. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> is rude and bad. Which... It is, like, even said by the director. I'm usually not... A, oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of, like, oh, his Looking seat is tall, so that means that authoritarianism... I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't... 
I uh, mean, visual, like, sure, but like, come on, man. Like, what is the cares? way you said that is for true, and I agree with what you just said. Because if someone <laughs> went, on, I raised my seat up, which means I'm talking about fucking it's authoritarian. Very clear that, that was the intention. They do a bunch of stuff like that yeah. for that reason, but it's like, why? What is. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> what, what is going on? What is, what is going on? What is That's exactly right. <laughs> you immediately. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, sometimes that shit works. Subcon, like sometimes it just hits people and they go, "Oh." <laughs> like if you want to, fra- this is a thing, and it's it's different because this is from 1920, and it's almost more still play. You know, they're dealing with the transition yeah. to what a movie is, but like framing of a shot does evoke feelings for people. If you shoot someone low and then you shoot the other person from up high, yeah. y- the pow- you can feel the power dynamic because right. the person is literally yeah. cinematically towering over but them, even though to, they're like... But you're trying to say that these two characters have this power dynamic in service of a narrative. Yes. A oh, yeah, not just... Oh, I see what you're right. saying. And, uh, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I it sure yes, this can all be a metaphor for something else that I agree is bad, but like, why? <laughs> I don't. To what end? To what? Why? Why we do this? What do you mean? I. What do you mean to what? Like, what is the point of that? To express, I mean, it would the the in terms people of, don't even agree on whether the movie indicates that it's good or bad. First of all, there's very interesting. We have to get to that. But, how you read certain things and how other stuff is taken actually denotes an interesting like what you're actually end up saying versus what you meant to tell anyway yeah, well, we can, we can yeah. keep yeah. coming back that's to what i was gonna say go to the dr caligari does get to set up his his weird little sideshow and it's he the has fair is in town he, it's yeah. not just him right it's, I, they say that the fair is in town yeah. but they only ever show him i saw a monkey with an organ grinder an and organ i went that was awesome if that's what a fair is then i, looked I at can Shannon go and said more people have seen this monkey than will ever see you in your entire life <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just disaster them so bad? I don't bad? know. It just occurred to me. What's the fucking there's, something about with a, there's something about a monkey being in a 1920s movie, and it's like that monkey's so long dead, and like we probably don't even know the monkey's name. No, at this point. probably not. And yet, that monkey probably has had be- more effect on <laughs> human civilization than you and I will ever have. Adding you and I is much better, but just going that monkey will be has been seen by more people than you ever will. It's so in your funny. entire in life. Your entire life. So That's rough. how you you drive the home the point home for people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she out. was like, "What do you mean? Yeah, like what are you talking about? Uh, so you yes, can't just say there. stuff like that." Sure, can I just did? I just watched. Look what happened. Uh, Dr. Yes. Caligari, he's got what he refers to as a somnambulist, which yes. is how we used to say sleepwalker because it means sleepwalker. I and like somnambulist. I like it's... somnambulist as well. And I like saying that he was somnambulating. And, Ooh. Yeah. His name is Caesar, the somnambulist. And Dr. Caligari's it... whole show. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Is, uh, I was taking it as a Cesar. Just because. Cesar is probably yeah, the, but yes. I actually cannot C- figure out how C- to pronounce S- it in German. C S A R E, A R E, yeah, yeah. Tizarre. That was the only thing that I was like confused was the act was the extra e because I was really like, being like yeah Caesar duh and I'm like yeah. said Cesare Cesare that's like Italian yeah I don't I don't know I'm sure Germans would add a phlegm somewhere I know there's no none of those take phlegm that's a good point that's a good point yeah it's perfect. That. They just go, it's Caesar. <laughs> Damn it. Um, anyway. So, Dr. Caligari's yes, show with Cesar, with the somnambulist. I don't know why the somnambulist is going to be easier to say than this guy's name. But, it's because uh, we don't know. It's because it's a silent movie, too, so I literally so don't know no, how to and they'll it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any version you hear is somebody taking a swing at it. Yeah, They're I not actually. I think. He just tells people that this guy's been asleep for his entire life. <laughs> My man woke up dead. And, and he, he was uh, like, actually didn't wake like, up. wake him up. And I'm like, what is the impressive part here? I was. Because you I just was, pretend to be asleep. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, I was watching it and I was going, yeah, this is, this is the fucking... The saddest grift I've ever seen I in know. my fucking life. <laughs> it's the, you just have a guy stand in a box and pretend to be asleep. <laughs> I uh, I just saw a TikTok today that's that's with somebody like 
crying and the uh, the caption said uh, when you're waiting for th- when it's been three months and you still haven't received your copy of the book how to get away with scamming people no <laughs> oh uh, that's so sick but the show is yes. actually cool because what he does is he wakes him up and then he's like this guy knows all of your secrets everything. and knows everything in the past and the future the, the, um, ask him whatever cool. you want anything and he will and of course, our main fucking guy, Alan, is immediately like, "When will I die?" <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Why? Why isn't you? We don't want to test it. I really want. I, that's what I was like. I really want. I really want it to start to just be like, dude, kind of fucking. That's where your stud, your opening foray is. How long am I gonna live? Fuck Honestly, you. that part's a miss because this yeah. was. I was already intrigued by this concept, and so I thought we'd get to do a little bit of like, let's watch him prove it by like somebody asks a question that only they would know, yeah. and then is, and then he does the in very silent. Oh my god, I'm so he well, got it. Well, because I know that it's real now. Well, it's because of the prediction. Cesar goes. He goes. When will I? How long will I live? And he goes. Until the next dawn, yeah, and he's like, "What?" And he says, "Oh my god!" That's the only question yeah. that anybody ever asked him the whole movie. Yeah, so we don't get to see like this. This I thought that was kind of like a cool thing, and then it's like, "All right, gone." Bye. No, we're just, we're just already over. Yeah, so <laughs> we had, we're already in Act Two of our six acts, man. Yeah. Like we had no chance. Alan and Francis leave, and yes. they also see there's there's murders that start happening. By like a weird pointed object. There was a yeah, the town clerk was murdered. Yeah, on that day that they go to the fair, they're like, "Oh, that's weird." A town clerk was murdered, yeah. huh? They see a poster um, of it. Yeah, but they're exactly, like, "Oh yeah. yeah, this this girl we like. We're both in love yes. with her, but we'll we'll stay Jane, friends." Jane, I want to say. I don't know why she, she had, had a last, name, last but name. She got a last name. Good for her. Um, Dr. Calgary get didn't that get a first billing. name. That's all so. he needs, Doctor. Listen, I'll, this is just a brief aside on this. This movie could have been absolute booty butt cheeks, but the name The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, it's, a it's such a winner of a, like, scary, spooky, like, thing. You know what I mean? My like, question is... I think of that and I immediately go, I'm I'm interested I've, in this piece of furniture. I'm I've, so interested in The this. name in com- combined with the cover... Yes. I've always wanted to watch this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I see a screenshot of it. I'm like, oh, I can wait a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Does booty butt cheeks mean bad or good? It was bad. Because <laughs> booty feels like bad, but once you call it booty butt cheeks, once you like this movie's booty butt cheeks. Uh, it's, I've never read it that way. I, no, I, I'm hearing it now. You know what I mean? I feel like bad, yeah. describing, yeah, do, any form of butt stuff is if you call usually. Them, if you say this movie's the doo-doo, that's definitely good. Yeah. Well. It's weird that the thing that can produce doo-doo is a bad is described as bad, but the actual doo doo can be good. Just because uh, if it's the if it's, it's the goose with the golden egg, it's specific. <laughs> you may not care about the what goose, the but you want the, the golden, golden egg. egg. <laughs> All right. Anyways, All right. <laughs> they're mentally... like, oh yeah, there's this girl that uh, we like, and we both like. we both love her. We'll let her choose because they're such fine gentlemen, <laughs> and then we'll stay friends though. I promise. For sure. And then Alan gets murdered in the night. By Shadow. Big style, yeah. Pretty, Which is cool. Good, it looks good, good, yeah. It looks good. Exactly. I, the whole time I was Alan's like... Alan's fucking... It, it was Francis. They, yeah, it's like a jealous... A, lo- the, yeah. the, the, the somnambulist is a red herring. Red herring, yeah. It's not Dr. Caligar- like No, no, it's... We don't, we're not ready for that yet. This is already... God! Very <laughs> early examples of twists happening. Yes. Like, this, like, twists are new to films. To films, yeah. They yeah. are fucking brand new. <laughs> Because films are new. <laughs> so everybody's up in a huff about it. And because of the prediction that the somnambulist gave, Francis, Francis assumes that, suspicious that, sure, that yeah. Dr. Caligari and him have something to do with it. So he takes the police there. But while they're there, they catch another person with a strange pointed object Going trying into a to, house kill trying to kill someone. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, is this person? But then, then they're like, actually... I, it wasn't me the first two times it's they my, did try to my, kill this girl, but I was just doing it to fake again, y'all out. It's, I was going to say, it's such a weapons-grade bad lie from the attempted murderer by going, I was just, I'm a copycat. Uh, like, I was trying to pin it on the mysterious murderer. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what the murderer 
I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. But like he is telling, you know, it. the characters treat it as is. They go, they, they, well, they take still, it on face they take, value. They still take oh, yeah, him no. to prison. And they're still he like. He needs to go to jail for trying to kill someone. Yeah, but he's they, yeah, like he's. They still assume that it's that it's him. Yes, the police. It's yeah. only Francis who's like, perhaps I'm Perfect. not so sure. And he goes to watch Doctor Caligari, who stands over the cabinet with visibly the somnambulist body yes. in there, uh, while at the same time, confusingly, the somnambulist goes. I to love kidnap that we get that effect. Jane. Like we are like yeah. wait. What the fuck? Are there two somnambulists? Like, I was so excited because I thought that it was that he truly was a somnambulist. Like, it was past somnambulance where he was actually uh, uh, astral projecting oh, out. And that's how he was doing his spirit he had sort awesome of thing. sleep yeah. powers. But alas, no. It was a little. He, he goes to kidnap. It's a good. I think it's fine. But He kidnaps uh, Jane or tries yes. to. And He's they, very. Uh, that has the shot in his lead up to walking. With the somnambulist walking along the wall, like the yeah. outer wall going towards her house. And he's just got his hand and his body like splatted against yeah. the Like he's like in such anguish, it looks like. And you're like, this is awesome. This is people cool. should do, people should act like this all of the time in movies. This shot feels very iconic. Like exactly. Him, yes. Him crawling up to the, like not crawling, but like creeping up to the, yes. to the bed where. Uh, where Jane is like laid down like she's in a painting, you know, like just like he, oh. it, it did a little bit of optical illusion to me for a second where I went, wait, is Cesar really tiny actually? Is that the secret that he <laughs> that he's, he shrinks he's and he tiny. grows big? Is that what he's capable no. of? I'm like, oh no, he's just walking no, forward because he, he was just further in the background and it's all fucked up here. Yes, he's going to kill her and then he changes his mind and tries yes. to kidnap her instead. And all the towns, all the people chase him. Uh, and he drops her, and he's going, and then he falls off a cliff. Is what I read after watching the movie. That was not I don't even remember. Yeah, he goes, and it's. I like, remember him running off. Like he drops her and of runs a, off. He's in front yeah. of a backdrop after he drops her and runs off, and it's you know <laughs> it's been painted in, front of a in the background, <laughs> and then it like once somebody told me that, I'm like, oh, that does look like what they're trying to demonstrate. That makes more okay. He is like. Because the backdrop kind of, I guess, like couldn't kind of look like an edge and a cliff, and then mm. he does like as if you were like performing in the theater of black Fall, box yeah. where you do like, oh, oh and no, you, like, Fall. <laughs> you know, but he just like kind of throws himself downwards, right? Yes, and, uh, it doesn't really look like that. And so when yeah, they for the rest of the movie, of he's dead. When they move yeah, his he's body not around, there at all. yeah, we just no, they like they bring his body and he's dead. And Fuck I'm like, yes, they gee, I for yes, but they don't say it yeah, so I'm, I'm like he's been asleep the whole time that's like his thing so i have still, no way of knowing whether he's, he's dead or alive asleep. Like, um i'll i'll take this, this is all very confusing it, that, that's pretty that's fascinating and I'm, I'm so happy about that i will take this time to shout out conrad veit who played uh cesar aka the somnambulist um very prolific and based german actor who um in a you know prolific Casa work Blanca. everywhere this is what i was gonna say in so first of all he he was super cool he had two wives ended up divorcing them but like pretty solid relationship with them his third wife in the 1930s was jewish and Damn. joseph goebbels starts implementing a she was an actor too he's not jewish but his wife is jewish and he's super cool stands up and all that sort of thing and he's like fuck this shit these fucking idiots and Joseph Goebbels is like, you have to put down what your race is so that you can be employed as an actor in Germany of the state. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Jew. <laughs> and they're like, what? And he's like, they're like, you know, he's like, you'll be unemployed. He's like, I don't fucking give a fuck. Like, I'm not fucking leaving my wife. You know, I'm not doing this for this This guy's fucking awesome. Then they went off to Britain and that's where he started doing different things and then eventually got to America to do Casablanca ironically getting praised for playing a Nazi yeah. in that role. He got a lot of, this was, this was kind of a sad, it's, it's a multifaceted thing of like, obviously because of the time a German actor is not going to be want for roles. It's just, they're mostly going to be yeah. the villains of the time Nazis. So he had in his contract that he's like, 
I will absolutely play Nazis. They always have to be the villain. They can never. I don't want any nuance. Right. Of I don't want anybody thinking that these dudes have more. (laughs) They are bad people and fuck them. But he was like, not miffed, but he was like curious that my biggest like, you know, uh, praised role is the dudes that I ran away from and hate all of the time. Like a bit of like a mixed thing for him, but. Conrad Veidt, super cool dude, also was in a movie called The Man Who Laughs, where he has that grin, inspired the Joker. Oh, in term, the cool. act, Like, literally, they were like, they saw that and went, oh. Yeah. That's awesome. A clown. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's funny how much people try to say, like, oh, well, you know, Nazis are soldiers, and they, like, didn't always know everything. I'm like... A lot of people like did insane things and like were constantly trying to murder Hitler and like were like we hate this. And yeah, exactly. Yes, hundred percent. Our lives to fight against this from within. Like there was abs. Like there's absolute. There was absolute resistance arms and pushback on that, which is good. Yes, <laughs> just very good to hear yes, and yes, good yes. to know. So, but yes. So uh, he, he goes off yes. a cliff. Yeah, he goes off a cliff. <laughs> Super cool actor that we like is off a cliff and, and gone from us. <laughs> everybody goes to talk to. To or Friedrich, not Friedrich Francis, Francis, played by Friedrich Fair. That's why uh, I was like, "Why are you saying Friedrich?" Because I my memory's really bad, you guys. So if you didn't know, I always have the IMDb right. page open up so I can glance down and look at what the names of people are. Because might I, as well try never. to get it right. Yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, so Francis shows up, and everybody's like, "Oh, somebody tried to kidnap Jane," and uh, they're like. They check, and the the one guy's still she in prison. Says, she says it was Cesar. Cesar, exactly, yeah. And the one guy's still in prison, mm-hmm. and he's like, I watched Cesar like literally all night, and he did not I don't know how leave he, yeah. the cabinet. And so they all go to investigate, and they pull out the cabinet, and they like, <laughs> the camera looks down at him, and it's definitely the actor in there. <laughs> yes! And then they're like, wait a minute, this is a dummy, and they pull up, and it's the fakest <laughs> dummy. <laughs> He, he, like, military presses it over his head and is, like, twirling it they, around. They, like, show like, how light the dummy so is. It's so flimsy. It's like, and it's which, like, what? It's another thing I love. I was like, fine. That's a silly. I, I enjoy this as a silly little plot device. I also enjoy, and this is a thing that will be added to movies later to extend their run times, of if this were a movie now or, you know, like, even 20 years ago or whatever, he would have been like, I know this doesn't make any sense because he was there and there would have been a thing that would have been allowed that to be, uh, have the authorities believe Dr. Caligari right. of his innocence and fucking Francis would get frustrated and be like, oh, nobody believes me, but I know that he's bad. And like that storyline, I'm yeah. like, we dispense with all of that shit. And he's exposed immediately to the point that Dr. Caligari in the shot where he's exposing him runs away yeah. off screen. I think it's honestly better though. <laughs> yes, because it like you get the satisfaction of the mystery of how is he in two places at once, and exactly. then they don't just like cock tease you with it for an hour. Bingo, you know? and it's just like, oh, you guys just actually had the the proper effect you wanted, and you executed, and you didn't like squeeze it for every second. Exactly, that it was worth, yeah. You know, it's not milked forever, like. Yeah. <laughs> no. Although I would say just like. When he's watching Cesar, Cesar's inside the house. He's watching from outside the window. We can't even see him that well. Yeah, so which he, is cool. And then when they pull him out, they should have just never showed his actual face. Because I would have believed that it was a dummy in there the whole time. Because I wouldn't if have been able to remember turned, like that for sure. It wasn't It would have been far away enough through a yeah. glass that you've been like... I but since totally... they showed his real face, <laughs> and then the dummy, it I, looked very fake. I think they know? meant, uh, yeah, clearly they meant to do that to show how convincing the model like, right, is. Right, that's my point. But like, it's... <laughs> It undermines itself on accident. Because even within the movie, why would Dr. Caligari have such a convincing model? Like, that's... <laughs> that's true. It's so tough. also you know? like, fair point. How would he make it? Like, it, that's it, a fa- it makes sense for it to be a bad model because he doesn't need to, like... He just needs it to... From exactly. a distance, look good enough, you know? So Yeah, he's not showing that around to anybody. But Dr. Caligari is... Yeah, he runs off. Yeah. And everybody goes chasing him. But Francis is the only one that can really keep up with them. Yes. And he sees him. I think the other the... ones are going, wow, this is a pretty fucking bad dummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Francis sees him going into an insane asylum. Yes. Uh, and he goes in there and he's like, do you guys have a patient, Dr. Caligari? And they're like, nah, no. you better talk to the director. And so he goes to the director and he's like, boom, I'm Dr. Face Caligari. Face reveal, yeah. Dr. Caligari. And you're like, oh, shit. What, what does that mean? <laughs> and, what, uh, what do you 
at this point in the movie, I'm like, I honestly don't don't know what's happening. And he gets the authorities there, and everybody's like, "Yep, this is Doctor Caligari." Well, they find they they he goes. This is where that dude that we know is a bad murderer man now mm-hmm. went into, and he's claiming to be this director. So they search his office for stuff while he. But he really was he goes the to director. Sleep. He goes to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is the director, and um, they find his his journals in which he which he talks like, about. I want to be Dr. Caligari super. He talks about the actual Dr. Caligari, which is an oldie timeier mystic. Yes. Uh, who had a somnambulist Cesar. Yes. Who he could had complete dominion over and could cause to do terrible crimes in the night. And so he. I wonder if I could do that. Yeah. Too. He's, he's excited about the concept as a psychologist, but he goes mad and is like. <laughs> in a very cool scene has like these words of. Uh, uh, um, that oh yeah he has like words he's seen words in different places the like, phrase the like scene. become caligari or like a version of that yeah yeah uh in german those yeah that was great although the first couple of them are like it's hard jump cuts where you can see like yeah. he has to stop moving so that it doesn't oh, yeah. really jitter but it actually it still makes it end up looking whatever um but yeah no there's some great little effects of that where you're like oh my god yeah, and uh, more expressionism of like the expressionism, the the basic, the very basic thesis behind it being showing the feeling, like the inner feelings of a character on the background and set, like using the actual set design and production design to express feelings and tones from the characters, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's. It looks really cool. I mean, when yeah. he's got the the words flying around everywhere, and show like they did a good job of demonstrating he's going cuckoo he's losing, bananas, yeah. and when he gets a somnambulist <laughs> that comes in, who I think has a different name, he's just know they a guy. Yeah. It, uh, he's mad excited because he's like, "Cool, I got my somnambulist. I know how to do this shit now." And he goes immediately with his somnambulist into town, I guess to to be Dr. Caligari. That's, that's the only interesting thing is very clearly it's in the, this asylum is in this town or at least very nearby. So like nobody it's walking distance. He went to, that. he went to the fair and nobody went, the hell is he doing up there? His really? name isn't Dr. Caligari at all. <laughs> like, it, the other weird thing is that he helped my cousin get over. <laughs> uh, Francis directly chases him into the insane asylum. Yes. And he talks to the other doctors, and they're like, oh, well, our director just came back earlier today. And like, you mean five seconds <laughs> ago? Because that's how long it how took me to get How much earlier are you talking about? So, <laughs> once they find out, once, once they, like... Jorge, they kind of, Jorge came over to my house earlier today. <laughs> they've read everything, they figured everything out, yeah. and uh, Dr. Caligari tries to run, and they put him in a straitjacket, and they throw him in a cell. Yes. Uh, which is cool. And, you're, and I'm that's like, great. all right. Okay, I can deal with that. That's up to that point. I'm down. That was a know? solid. The like that's this is the also the interesting thing, and it's it's like a reverse. Um, it it's kind of like a reverse Clockwork Orange thing, where like presumably this was where there, there was there's some push between the writers and like other people talking about the screenplay and stuff of like the writers kind of initially wanted presumably wanted this to be the end and kind of not really have the framing mm-hmm. device or have a more basic one that wasn't mm-hmm. what this one is. Um, but, and that leaves a certain message when you go, we fucking defeated the dude who <laughs> is really bad and is a secret authoritative presence. And he was defeated by like doing this. Right. Cause the, uh, like the, the messaging that, yeah. that is like largely agreed upon is that, even though Dr. Cal- Dr. Caligari is being like put down by the city clerk, he is also an authoritarian figure and Cesar represents all people that are like complicit exactly. through in action and like allow themselves to be dominated by these authoritarian presences. Exactly. Yes. And uh, people like Francis are the ones that like fight back against that and like seek truth and can, and defeat authoritarianism mm-hmm. in the end. But <laughs> when we come back to the framing device, uh, he finishes telling the story and then they like go back inside to what we see is the insane asylum, and we see Cesar like that awake. Was a, that was a bit of a around. gut punch. <laughs> yeah, that would, I like that. Up yes. to that point, 
that's cool to even even like let's finish it up. Yeah. He uh we see that Cesare is like another patient and is awake and just like doing his own thing yeah. and seems nice and we see Jane there Jane. who has her own delusions of being like a queen mm-hmm. and such. And then we see Dr. Caligari, the director walk out and the reason I mentioned the makeup at the end is cuz now he doesn't have it the is same makeup that made him look all much evil. more normal or like natural kind of looking makeup on him. Now, Which yeah. whereas all the other patients continue to have the the, ins- yeah. the intense makeup, uh, and the entire depiction, like the story that Francis told, all like looked very strange and, and obscure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the insane asylum still has the the weird look to it, but like Doctor Caligari no longer has even the, it. Uh, yeah, the because the upstairs the is three the same. Staircases. Yeah, there's the there's, there's a couple of parts that are the, exactly yeah. Uh, and it he's like Doctor Cal like it's Doctor Caligari. He's like and like he just has this little panic attack. Francis does, and uh, they put him in a straitjacket and throw him into the same cell as we just saw yeah. Doctor Caligari go into, showing that like all of this was the whole story was a delusion of his. It's interesting because he goes, this was another part of getting to watch it two times, like, you know, and just actually sit and look at it. It's not anything obvious, but there is an interesting, like, I might take this a different way. Um, is, uh, we're saying Caligari because that is not the doctor's name. No, in the they don't say device. his name is the director. They do, exactly, the director. Um, the director go, like, Francis is screaming that he's Caligari. He's kind of goes, he thinks I'm Caligari. Okay, now I know how to cure him. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember that line. Like, that's an interesting final line. And then he, like, he's playing, fiddling with his glasses, and he just kind of stops for a moment. Doesn't, like, do anything. Doesn't look at the camera. Doesn't whatever. But, like, stops on this look, and then, like, they give it a second or two, and then it yeah. ends. And I was like, are they, wait. I, that's what the, the hell? Like, it's creepy, yeah. and it feels like it's implying something. It feels like the, the final that twist. he might actually be doing this, and his it's like the patient is just having a delusion about the hero stuff. It, it's weird, like, but I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. It's a uh, it because they keep it vague. It, it seems to imply like this final twist, but it I can't. But draw it's not re- exactly. It. I can't get anything out of it. it yeah, exactly. Solid. To the the coming back to this, I'm having that last twist on top. Like that's awesome to me, because it's like all right, like the up to Doctor Caligari being going into the cell. I'm like that's all normal plotline stuff. Yeah. Here we have this is a big move for 1920, like getting an extra one in there. It the whole movie we just watched ending up having been a delusion. Not as good for me. That's like the oh, it was all a dream. That's a situation. yeah. It feels like a bit of a rug pull. In terms yeah, it's of like that. that's not really compelling. That last comment, while seemingly awesome, it's like, does it mean? I couldn't find anybody yeah. talking about it like meaning anything. I yeah. immediately started searching around like, what if it's? Am Is I he bringing up that huge he... here? You know, like, <laughs> but I couldn't find anything, so that doesn't really. I don't find it compelling, and then the whole idea doesn't bode well for the theory. Yeah, yeah, the whole idea of the movie being that it's supposed to be a message against authority, authority, authoritarianism, authoritarianism. <laughs> Authoritarian is the word you're isming. Yes, that's what. Anyway, authoritarianism. Go ahead. <laughs> Immediate works distrust up in, up of until, what I just said. <laughs> uh, Caligari goes into the cell, and then by having this bit is saying that, like, no, this whole thing that we just agreed was a message against this is actually delusion of one person. And so it yeah. ends up looking like a message that is pro him being the director being truly, I think it's why we're grasping for something to imply that he's still bad mm-hmm. it is because yeah, him being benign or him being an actual doctor just entrenches and enforces the idea that, a strong authority is necessary to keep chaos at bay. Like right. every time an authority, it's, it's very weird how You'd that have happens. You have to be crazy to be against this. Ex- exactly. Like the alternative to think about even with the town clerk thing is like the town clerk is a asshole from what we see, mm-hmm. but his alternative is Dr. Caligari. Right. who is a traveling murderer. Yeah. And then like in terms of that relationship of going, cool, the difference of this governmental system is this fucking guy. 
Then him being a bad guy doing his thing, causing chaos, blah, blah, blah. Fighting against that, revealing that he's a doctor, going, oh, so we are pushing back against authoritarian systems. And then at the end going, actually, the real thing is, unless you're in the safety of this asylum, it's all horrible chaos. And wouldn't you rather have that than the possibility of bad stuff happening? Yeah out in your, you know, like, it, with this mind run amok sort of thing. Yeah, and so this is something that is, like... <laughs> it's just, they people, very much are, like... People are in great disagreement about. Yeah. The director seems to have wanted it to be an anti-authoritarian message. So it's, like, yeah. what... And I if don't... You're gonna, if you're going to tie yeah. it so deeply to this metaphor, you can't be fucking around with it on that level. So know? the interesting thing is, um, and it also gives me a chance to talk about the other, uh, Dr. Caligari, the actor, um, played by Werner Krauss... Um, there was scuttlebutt about the original script. What does scuttlebutt mean? <laughs> Talk and discussion just, just and like, like chit chat, like the more back and forth chit chat, like uh, dramatic chit, uh, uh, controversial chit chat, uh, confrontational chit chat. Is that what scuttlebutt? Yeah, means? What I'm getting the it from context. Fuck. Or does it just mean something completely That's what different? I use it as. Yeah, talk. No, okay, cool, cool, cool. The, the, the synonyms cleared me. I think. Okay. Cool. I, it's from a specific thing from ships. That's uh, why I was like, what the hell? Like, what? Um, but there was, like, talking back and forth of, like you said, the original writers going, we didn't have... saying One, saying that the framing device was put upon them, mm-hmm. that they did not want it in there. And other people going, no, fucking framing device in the whole time. They found one of the original screenplays. Oh. Werner Krauss ended Scandal. up having Werner Krauss, the guy who played Dr. Caligari, ended up having it. It revealed in 1955 that he had it, refused to give it to them, and when he died two years later, oh. museum, like a, a, a foundation, like the, the German Film Foundation, whatever, yeah. got their hands on it and were like, cool. There is a framing device, but it's not the same framing device, and it's only at the beginning. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of Jane. When they do that. There's a bit of Francis and Jane. It's unclear whether it was gone or wasn't in there at all. You know what I mean? Of like it, it's unclear if it was we didn't have the script page or if it was just the whatever. Um, but it is. It's them at a party. It's Jane and Francis at a party with someone inducing him to say like, "Tell us about that thing that happened 20 years ago." So a much more like. Yeah basic and kind of like honest in quotes uh like a simple one just to get us into the story yeah, yeah, aspect yeah. of it um which definitely in my opinion changes uh-huh. intention with regard even if there's some other like i don't know how you twist that into something right. else you know what i mean the whole party's the Ex- asylum oh my it's just the same one <laughs> you don't know it's uh... um i did briefly want to talk about to contrast with Conrad Veidt, who was super cool, uh, Werner Krauss was a very prolific Uh-oh. actor as well. Uh, unapologetic anti-Semite in oh. the 30s and 40s. Was a state actor. What a for, little villain. Sure, I mean, he was the villain in this and he was the villain there. He went through, apparently post-war, he fucking had to leave, which, duh. Yeah. Um, apparently went through a denazification, pro- like was allowed back if he went through these steps I don't know what a denazification program is. There's... I thought it was when those people kill you. <laughs> I thought they, we had Nazi hunters that just came in. I was pretty sure there were there were dudes with this. Those who denazified yeah, a lot of a, people. We got a real quick denazification <laughs> process. For oh you. my god! Um, but yeah, he that was his sort of peak of you know, the twenties and thirties was kind of his peak of stuff. And he went down. That's also why I'm like, I'm were, you, were you just being man. a bitter bad guy in 1955 going, I'm not showing anybody this script. Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, why are you being such what a petty bitch? Shit. Fuck you. That's Dr. what you Caligari's. get for. Fu- yeah. Fucking whatever. Exactly. That's why I'm like, <laughs> that's why I'm also like, you have to be bad. You have, to, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what the ending of this is really saying. You have to be that, that look at the end is a bad look for a bad guy who is Dr. Caligari. No, I think the point <laughs> of this movie is anti. Yes, that. for sure. And then it's just, they, you know, they started, there's a bit of confusion. They started in the doing more. Again. They got distracted by the movie and forgot about the metaphor. You know, Ex- like, Yes. A hundred percent. Or yeah. Or they weren't always thinking about it. So it kind of goes into like, 
I was looking at a couple of other things and a lot of like production stuff and certain things from like the actual producers of it, not just the writers. Like the writers saw it as a thing to do and to say a message. And a lot of the producers were were very much like movie producers ago and like, yeah, this could be made pretty cheap and like <laughs> make a quick buck or fucking quick mark or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's, oh, German expressionism is hot at the time. Yeah. Let's do some weirdo shit with the set design. Like- it's very odd seeing that on a piece of culturally important, but like that's how right. it is. That is the tr- like, things don't get made often to be like knowing that this is going to yeah. be cult- a cultural touchstone of whatever. Um, so it is just funny hearing that like the producer was like, "I'm a cheapskate and I want to make yeah. some money with this movie." No, it's always been capitalism pushing these things forward <laughs> from the from the funding at least. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why sometimes we got the ones like uh, you gotta love Blair Witch Project, you gotta love Paranormal Activity, yes, like, uh, Mariachi, uh, yo, like all those, yes, all gotta talk ones, about El Mariachi more. Yeah, all the ones where people just uh, clerks, where people just like on their own were like, <laughs> I'm gonna find a way to fucking fund this movie because I love yeah, movies. Exactly. You know? I'm so passionate about what I'm doing that I want, I have to make this happen. For clerks, Kevin Smith uh, took out a bunch of credit cards and maxed them all out. <sighs> Hey, and uh, he just assumed that his life was over, and like that's what he was just gonna do. And then it made and a bunch of be it. And then it, like he was the one in a billion <laughs> people that, that didn't, actually and then never didn't there. get crushed by that fucking. Yeah, got to pay everything off and was fine after. Trying to suck too many dicks on the way through the parking. <laughs> Sorry, there's I, someone kept quoting that. Have you seen Clerks? Yeah. Oh, just the thirty-seven. Like my girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> That movie's really fucking <laughs> funny. There's some real just biting shit in there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, did you have what we, anything else? Mm, Do you want to talk about anything else? The uh just just that was the messaging thing. Like that my I don't know where I stand on like movies that use such such a thing for metaphor when it is literally like that the stool is high. You know, like <laughs> I love when something that is already cool on its own, like this is why I love horror, is because sometimes like the monster is a metaphor for something else that's happening, but it just kind of contributes to a vibe. It's still a plenty good monster on its own, you know, without the metaphor there. I see where you're or in that it's not so obviously a metaphor. Yeah. As well. Like a werewolf being a metaphor for puberty or change right. in things doesn't always have to be I mean, actually, to be fair. The only examples I'm thinking of are aggressively talking about it as a puberty metaphor. Well, the, <laughs> like ginger well, snaps like teeth. Like, I mean, like shit like that. It's like, oh my god. That's. I mean, that comes. But it's later. so like, yeah. Originally, yes, true. That's like fair. the the reason we get that is because there's like the fairy tale of Little Red Riding Hood, which I do believe started out as just like a cautionary tale, as fairy yeah. tales are, and then yeah. Like, uh, as time goes on, and we already have werewolves from European mythology back in the day, from wolves coming in and eating babies and stuff, uh, we that all starts to just wolves eating babies like, to, together, like together. Yeah, the fusion of that culture into consciousness, it becomes this metaphor. Be, like people find the metaphor in it. It's a, in it's what a previously changed, yeah. you know, and they they that it starts to really build on that and does become this massive metaphor yeah. for puberty and growing up and things like that. Uh, there's there's a game called uh, The Path that is mm. built as more a video game that's built as a uh, like a more of a like an artistic experience where yeah there's no real yeah. like, gameplay so to speak like I mean you is it like a walking simulator type you, thing you're or? walking to grandma's house you're like a little red riding hood type character oh like, it's like a, there's a whole group of them of different ages like little girls that and you pick one and you try to walk they're like stay on the path walk to grandma's house. Don't don't get off the path. And if you walk to grandma's house, everything's fine. But if you get off the path and go into the woods, you very quickly cannot like physically cannot find, find yeah. your way back to the path and you find different things, but eventually you find your werewolf and it's different for each one of them. And it's always like some like Whoa. like a cool guy in a bench smoking a cigarette. Oh. You know? But like the younger they are, the more monster like more like close to just like, yeah. a, like a werewolf or like a weird skinned floating man above a lake, like is a cool game. Cool. But, uh, 
that's a naturally evolving metaphor and it all just adds like extra texture and vibe to, to yeah it's kind of layering piece place. by piece onto a simple sort of concept yeah. you know it's like the the uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they say, is like a metaphor for like the Vietnam War or some shit. Like, I don't. I've not heard that. They one. throw some shit in there, and it's like, okay, maybe, but like, it's the Texas Chainsaw a, Massacre. Yeah, like, we got shit going on. I, here. I 100% see what you mean. Of there is a difference between this going. I'm look at what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. versus people finding, um similarities to prevalent cultural events like that vietnam war one is that's a uniquely texas chainsaw thing because it came out in fucking 74 or whatever when the vietnam war was fucking raging so like i'm not surprised that someone critiquing or reviewing it saw parallels between the current events and what was potentially going on in that film though i'm fascinated to see what is happening where with that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it definitely is an allegory for the Vietnam War. Like someone talking about Star Wars saying the Vietnam War is another one where you go, yeah, I can see that. Be- if you, un- unironically, it's, it's jo- unironically war, isn't it? <laughs> George Lucas has talked about the U, like if you treat the U.S. Uh-huh. as the empire, cool. it makes more sense in terms of what's going on. And right. I was like, based George Lucas? What the hell? Like, I mean, in Return of the Jedi, like the yeah. Ewok shit that was going yeah. on. Yeah, that's, that's what I was like. Sure. Exactly. Um, so it's fascinating. Yeah, and like finding your own meaning stuff, and that, that's all That's all magical. That's a different, you know? but that is a different thing from what you're talking about, which yeah, is an active insertion of the, the, obvious metaphor, I think is there's certain more things the like, issue. Yeah. Because uh, like, if, they, if, when you have, okay. when you're saying Dr. Caligari is an authoritarian and Cesar is the people who are asleep that's, for this. I'm like, that makes sense. I can that's get behind fuck, that. Yeah. That's fucking stupid, dude. I'm sorry. It's like, it's stupid. Like who he's like, like what? other times, you know, when I, when we found like they, the metaphor and the metaphor is too obvious, you know, and I think that, yeah, you were saying like when it's a little more <laughs> subtle, right? This is also two dudes rewriting out their trauma from what was just the great war then so i can kind of like you're right i can give them a little slack in terms of criticizing them for having it because they just came off of the worst thing that had happened and it, to the world it's, it, it <laughs> is awesome because this movie is 1920 yes just off of world war one yeah and they're they don't even know yet that they're about to go into world war and this II. is germany this, this is German... the place that is done. Yeah. For, you know, like, disaster got, right now from Treaty of Versailles up. and just... Yeah, exactly. If you look at any type of media coming from Germany at this time. It's all insane. Yeah. Like, it's also why there's interesting things about the argument of saying this is not necessarily... This isn't pro-fascist or authoritarianism, no. but it has visual links to what authoritarian figure would arot like there are things where you go oh they are kind of quasi looking for a authoritarian right now because they're lost after being scattered from this war right. like they're it's a directionless kind of um in terms of like i guess where they want to go with government or like society is just like we just got we lost in world war you know the world war like how do you recover from that? So, like, finding that... It shows up a lot more in early 30s stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff like M actually has some interesting um, proto-fascist tendencies with regards of, like, how... What figures are meeting out justice and how are they meeting out justice mm. and to whom and why sort of thing. Um, but that's conversation for a different episode, episode, I think, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's yeah, it's it's cool because it's so topical for that that time period. Yeah, and so like appropriate, but it just the <laughs> using, I like you just got his fucking stick with using it. the one on one the Dr. Caligari and Caesars like yes, you can use the words that make it sound like it is a metaphor, right? Like he is controlling the sleeping masses, you know. But like, to what end does that does that idea really? be the point of like what's happening in the film for them it's not like yeah it's not literally like within the narrative authoritarianism fucking things up right it's like one 
God, I mean, that is the th- you know it, See? Just doesn't, it doesn't have that final connect for me inside. Okay. And like within the narrative. I can see. Uh, yeah. You know, like it, 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 they have enough to where you can very obvious things where you can say like, yeah, <laughs> it's literally this, this city clerk looming over all of the people that <laughs> the police are the same way. I just realized they have yeah. their, their fucking desks are a big Also style. everybody's hats were, were crazy. What's going on with those? Was that ha- just, each hat was wilder than the last. It's, it couldn't be style at the time. It had to have been. <laughs> There's one guy had a really tall hat that was like, slanted to a point on just two sides it was yeah. like a, it was shaped like a tent yeah i was like what the and what's going on here what is going on yeah um the uh, the only other last thing it was just a brief thing in terms of set design that i found fun that helped bring up that like surreal or like that expression expressionist um imagery was i remember in the stairs to the police station on there's a shat like a light coming in from the big window, right? And it's this big angular window that you don't see, but you see the shadow on the floor. And then I looked at the steps because I'm like, oh, you have the big shadow. And I'm like, that shadow looks weird on that step. It's because they physically painted on I figured- the, the shadow and the light reflecting in from the window. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, that's just a cute little thing to do. I figured that's what they did for the three staircases in the insane yeah, asylum. Yeah, I think so too. as well. Yeah. Because they're, um, I don't know how to describe it verbally, <laughs> but there's three staircases all going upwards and it just looks like the bottom stair is the longest and then each stair yeah. is shorter, but in such a way where it just looks like they, it's meant to look like they go off into infinity, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but then people can walk down them. So you're like, how did they... Get oh, it's on the these stairs are painted black. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I, I love seeing that sort of cool little stuff yeah. in there. But. Yeah, it just it looked like a like a thing in the background that you wouldn't be able to interact with, but then you see and people then you walking up, down, up and down them. You know? Yeah, because like, he comes downstairs, cool, you're like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> I thought that was just a painting. How are you, yeah, how, how are you, how are you fucking road runnering out of this painting right now? Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, so... I don't <laughs> Why know. do we always... We have no way to, like, land the plane other than going, yep. That's <laughs> what it is. I mean... Sorry, it's just funny to, like, notice it. What? Should we just... Should we just end... Slut. <laughs> <laughs> what did that? It was, uh... Hexen. He- it's the Norwegian. Hexen. <laughs> it meant the end. Or it meant end, not... Yeah, slut. That's where we're ending it from now. That's how I'm in it. When I'm done now. When you're done, I'm, you're just going to, when you're spent. <laughs> Say the things. Uh, next week. Yes. We are doing 10 Cloverfield Lane. Ooh. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, yes, 8, 9, 10. We're looking at a few different movies that we can do in the weeks coming up, but next week will be 10 Cloverfield Lane, so you can catch that on Hoopla. Hoopla. That's free. There's somewhere else that it is, but you can look it up yourself. You can Naughty birdie, <laughs> look it up. You, you can find out where any movie is on thebloodystream.com. And I also want to thank Eyes of Astoria for a wonderful theme song, Dead Walk. You can catch John from Eyes of Astoria or various it's other like guests. What's his arm, Except he's not dead. He's dead Walk. He just sleepwalk. Some, I bummed. I bungled it. I'm mo- sorry. Mo- Go ahead. Mort Ambulist. Mort Necrambulist. Oh. Uh, that sounds like a horrible, like, uh, ocean spray. Ew. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, so you can catch <laughs> John from Eyes of Astoria or any of our other various guests by going to thebloodystream.com and clicking on pod people, and they're all listed there. Absolutely. A big shout out to our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emily, the how to podcast by siblings who probably sleepwalk. And if they did, that would be pretty cool. You can find us on social media at Bloody Stream Pod, and we will talk to you same bloody time, same bloody channel. <laughs>